everybody, and welcome to Match Day Matinee, where we talk about the b- beautiful game and its cinematic takes. My name is Raghav Sandhu, and I'm joined by Adam Ducker and Mark Yerm. How are you guys doing? We'll start with you, Mark. Good. How's it going, Raghav? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about yourself, Adam? Pretty good. Pretty good. Rocking a Borat t-shirt today. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> great uh, to nice. It's a great movie film, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Great subsequent movie film. There you go. There you go. So, not a football film, unfortunately. I tried looking. There's no footballs in the background. We can't cover it. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> what about Brothers Grimsby? Another. Oh yeah, movie. we could cover that. Yeah, there's definitely football yeah. in that. Raheem Sterling's in it, even. Oh really? Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So how's the you know how's the last couple of weeks uh, been going? How are you enjoying your holiday season? Good. Good. A lot of cramming to get everything done before the the holiday break, but looking forward to. Uh, I'm enjoying some time off, playing some Xbox. Got the new uh, FIFA 21. Uh, models look insanely good in it, but the actual gameplay is the same as like the last five years. So I think we say this every week, but yeah, enjoying it right now. Oh, how about yourself, Adam? Yeah, I've been playing not as modern games. I've been spending a lot of time playing sensible soccer on the Game Gear, actually. <laughs> I happened to play it for an episode of Joypads for Goalposts and then actually enjoyed playing it. So start spending way too much time playing it. Um, so yeah, if people haven't played Sensible Soccer on the Game Gear, it's a pretty good adaptation of that game if you're a fan and somehow have a Game Gear lying around. Awesome. <laughs> How about you? You know, um, I mean, still obviously staying at home. Uh, just less time in front of the computer for, uh, for work-related things. So it's kind of good to get less screen time um, although honestly, that screen time is translated to TV, so not really yeah. saving much there. But you know, still not this close and looking at a computer all all the, all the time. So it's been a good break um, and kind of recharging and looking to getting back to work. And God knows how long the situation will last, uh, but uh, we will get through it. Vaccinations have started, so let's yeah. uh, let's let's There's hope on the horizon. There's hope on the horizon. The end. We could see the light at the end yeah. of the tunnel. We'll be doing a live episode in 2021 for sure. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's the yeah. Whole. And I can think of a couple. I'm visualizing a couple of uh, places where we could potentially do some that. Locations. So that's some locations, exactly. So it'll be uh, a. Yeah. It'll be interesting, but. <laughs> We're here today and we're going to talk about One Night in Istanbul. That's the movie that we've chosen for the final installment of season number two. And this movie is very special to me being a Liverpool fan and vividly remembering the 2005 Champions League final. I was in grade 10, 11, um, and I had obviously bunked off school for that afternoon because obviously in Canada, we get the games at 2.45 p.m. Uh, so I remember skipping school, obviously getting in trouble for it the next day, but it was so worth it. I mean, I don't need to get into the results. We'll, we'll see that during the movie. Um, but just a little bit about the movie. Uh, so it's based on a 2009 play of the same name. It's written by Nikki Alt. Um, and it's basically about two down-on-their-luck cabbies, uh, Tommy and Jerry, and they strike an unusual deal with a local gangster to take their sons on a trip of a lifetime. Um, mayhem ensues, and they're basically you know, going to watch the 2005 Champions League final. They're broke. Um, but while they have this dealing with the gangster to get two tickets to the Champions League final, like I said, a lot of mayhem ensues and the movie basically goes from there. It's a comedy. It's an action film in a way. Um, but I think one thing this movie does really, really, really well is film is, is, is the location that it films in. Um, so it shows the best of Liverpool and it shows the best of Istanbul. And, this, and, and to me, some of the scenery is just beautiful to see. But what did you guys think of the film? Adam, we'll start with you. Uh, this is definitely like, I have vivid memories of this cup final too. I was at university at the time. And this was back when Champions League finals were still on Wednesday nights. And Wednesday night was a big night out in Sheffield, yeah. if you're a student. So we, didn't, we couldn't find a pub to go to because they were all too busy. So we all watched it in uh, the halls of res. Yep. And then just like Bedlam, obviously, like even not Liverpool fans. Like I, there wasn't a single Liverpool fan in my friend group, but still right. was really cool. Um, as for the movie, I it's a good movie in terms of the respect it shows to like the cities and Liverpool and like Liverpool's achievement. The, the, I find 
it's not a particularly great movie in some respects. Like, it's not funny. And I wrote, like, a, most of my notes are a list of bad jokes, kind of. Um, but then I think it's another of those where it's perhaps not aged particularly well. Um, and maybe we'll get into it as we talk about the plot a bit more. Um, but yeah, it was an okay movie. I just didn't love it, but I think it definitely did. A, it was like a good love song to, like, and tribute to Liverpool's achievements, for sure. And the lengths that fans will go to to get to cup finals when it's their team that are out there. Um Funny that you mentioned it hasn't aged too well, or you, in your opinion, it hasn't aged too well. It only came out in September 2014. That's not that long ago. <laughs> no, but it still feels <laughs> it's like a few years old. <laughs> it, feels yeah. like humors, it feels like the humors of another time. Like yeah. some of the, the weird objectifying of women and stuff. And it's just stuff we've seen a lot before, I guess. Um, but yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's almost like one of those um, like Tim Allen and Disney movies, the comedy in it with just like a little bit more of a harder edge with like the, the dirty underwears and <laughs> uh, like you're saying, the, the chasing of the females and stuff like that. And yeah. a little bit of the stuff they get up to, but yeah. um, it, there were so many like little nice touches to Liverpool, which I'm sure you appreciated. Um, but yeah, the comedy itself didn't always land. There was a few funny moments and it had kind of an inconsistent tone where you're supposed to be scared of gangsters. And like it, it, the closest thing it reminded me to was like a family film, but not really. Maybe I guess in Europe they are a little bit more um, lenient with what they can show their kids. So maybe it is a family film. I did find it, like you said, like the action stuff. There was no like stakes. Like those guys were pissed enough to like handcuff him up after, and then they're just like, oh, but this game's super important. So yeah, definitely <laughs> watch this game whilst we handcuff you, and then we'll resolve. But I guess that's just meant to be comical. It's just it's a bit. Just- yeah, it just undermined the, yeah. the entire threat that was throughout the film that it kind of ended that way. I still don't get what the plot was. Like the there was too many shaved guys, shaved guys with shaved heads and beards trying <laughs> to be intimidating, and they all blended together at some point. So, like I'm sure you'll go through the plot, but it was take this, sell this, bring it to this, use this to get tickets, and then at some point I, I got lost in who was chasing who and who owed what money and who was trying to backstab who with a certain amount of money and it, the whole thing was kind of messy for me. Yeah, I mean, I took this movie more at face value, which was to show Adam, as you mentioned, how much somebody could love Liverpool Football Club hmm. and, and what lengths they would go to. And I think the action and the wit, if you want to call it that, uh, was just kind of a side thing just to show what lengths yeah. people will go to. Um, I agree with you, Mark. I think some jokes landed. I think a lot of the others didn't. And a lot of the reviews I read were actually saying the same thing. So there's a few funny jokes where, you know, when they get to Istanbul and they're driving in the cab, um, they look at the blue mosque, which is the most popular oh, mosque in the yeah. world. He's like, oh, that's a nice train station. Or, hey, like, <laughs> yeah, and the sun's like, that's a mosque. Yeah, I, th- I thought you that compare, was You compare that to, what was the one? When there's a girl that I assume must have must have had big breasts, and he's like, "Look at the Istanbul bullets on her," and it's just like, "Oh my god, no, 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 no!" <laughs> I did feel yeah. laugh when they were in the cab, and um, they're asking the cab driver about their hotel, and he's like, "Yes, asshole, asshole," <laughs> and they just played it off as that's what he was calling them. But then there was a pass hotel with a few letters missing, so that got a good laugh out of me. But yeah, like, yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah, and there was actually a really bad one on that same cab ride where they're like, uh, they're trying to speak to him in English or in Scouse. Um, and he's like, Turkish, Turkish. And he's like, this lad really wants quiche, right? And it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then they get out of the taxi and he's like, enjoy the quiche. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's stupid it's funny, like, right? We're still laughing at it, sort of. Yeah. Right? We're laughing yeah. at how yeah. stupid it is. We're laughing at how it's stupid it is. It's very like amateur. Yeah. The way everything was done. <laughs> It looked like an amateur production, though, right? It didn't look like it was... That's what I thought anyways. Yeah, I did. And there was one scene that was super obvious when they... um, We're getting into plot away. But when they first find the bag of money that's in their hotel room and they open it up and it's so obvious it's not money. Like, it's just like two notes (laughs) and then it's just like a wad of paper that somebody is very badly cut into the size of a dollar bills and it just looks so bad. Yeah. Um, Anytime they had a game playing on one of the TV screens, it was obviously they green screened it in afterwards. So you could see the green glow around, like, um, what was oh. the girl's name? Like, you could see the green glow around her hair because they had to replace Layla? it afterwards. Layla? Yeah. Layla yeah, when she made. stood in front yeah. of the TV towards oh, the right, end. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. can you move? Yeah. That's fine. So the director of this, his dad directed Return of the Jedi. 
Oh, so yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Semi-famous. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. not know that. Um, we'll walk through the plot really briefly, um, just to give people a sense of what this movie is about. Um, but before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to the people that actually helped create this film. So this film is starring Steve Waddington as Tommy, uh, one of the main characters, as well as Paul Barber as Jerry. Uh, as you were just mentioning, the director's father, the dire- it's directed by James Mark Cond or Mark Hand. Yep. Um, sorry if I you know, mispronounced. It's Mark Wand. It's Marquand. Okay. Um, It's production companies, Big Years Entertainment and Karma Film Productions. Uh, Big Years is a company made in Liverpool because in Liverpool, they refer to the Champions League trophy as Old Big Years. Uh, So that's what that is. Uh, The release date, as we mentioned before, is 10th September 2014. And the running time is 93 minutes. It's distributed in conjunction with the club itself. So Liverpool FC actually helped distribute this movie to the masses. for some reason, when I was looking at reviews online, this movie opened in a lot of theaters in Australia. Um, huh. Yeah, I mean, Australia has a very sizable uh, Liverpool fan base. They were, they've, uh, they filled the Melbourne cricket ground with 95,000 um, one time when Liverpool came to play a friendly there uh, against Melbourne wow. Victory. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And the, you'll never walk alone, actually, in that match. Um, was one of the best I've ever heard, but I digress. Um, so let's get on with the plot. So this movie starts uh, with somebody narrating. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, Tommy's son narrating that um, yeah. you know Liverpool's FC is like a religion. The managers are the gods, and the players are the disciples. Um, and us fans, we're, we're, we're the faithful. We're the twelfth man. And I have a quick question to ask yeah. about the 12th man thing. I'm so okay. sorry to interrupt. Is no that a thing that Liverpool use? Because yes, there's a lot of clubs that really, I don't like Portsmouth don't have a number 12 shirt. They retired it decades ago and dedicated right. it to the fans. I've just yeah. never heard Liverpool. Like, there's other clubs I know that are famous for it, like um, F, uh, FC Red Star, and I know Rangers do it. And right. I, there's a few other teams. I think Feyenoord and Lazio, but I didn't know Liverpool. That was a, until this movie, I genuinely had never heard of Liverpool fan like connect with the 12th fan the 12th man thing as much like you already have like you'll never walk alone like Portsmouth don't have that we have the Pompey Chimes right. and we have the 12th man yeah. and we pretty much everyone talks about it. we've had shirts that have it on it um, yeah. so I didn't know so is that a thing fans do say and connect with that that saying is massive on Merseyside okay. in Liverpool okay. like we are the 12th man we are the, we are we are the 12th player that's going to pull the yeah. ball into the net as as yeah, uh, yeah. as Liverpool attacking. Oh, right, yeah, maybe especially, actually. I've heard, especially the cop. Especially the, the cop. cop yeah, I've heard that being said about um, the cop pulling the ball into the, the net. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that narration um, in the beginning where, you know, the manager is the god, the players are the disciples, and the fans are the faithful of the 12th man is very reminiscent of how Liverpool fans in real life actually feel. Okay. Um, I've, I've heard like manager, like not heard, I mean, I've experienced that managers are you know, absolute legends, like, you know, they're already saying they're going to build a statue for Klopp and Rafa Benitez, so revered. Um, and Gerard Hulia just passed away and, and the amount of outpouring of support for him and his family that, that came from the Liverpool faithful. It's like, you know, once you're manager of this club, even if you didn't have such a great time, you will still be revered in the history books in some sense. Sure. Um, okay. So anyways, so that's how the movie begins with that nice little narration that I really connected with. Um, And then we meet Tommy and Jerry. Uh, Well, we meet Tommy first, who's in his room and he has all this Liverpool memorabilia. And, you know, he's touching the this is Anfield sign as players do when they walk onto the pitch. Uh, But this is in his room and then immediately grabs a bevy, a beer. And, you know, he's starting his match day, essentially meets up with Jerry. Um, he's going to meet up with, you know, with other guys and he's looking for his son. Um, I forget his son's name now. Do you remember? No, I don't. I'm not without looking it out. Anyways. Tommy uh, and Jerry are the main guys, right? Tommy and Jerry are the main guys. He's trying to look for his son. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, that's it. So his son, Jimmy, uh, who plays, you know, he's basically a, a band member or a busker at a bar. Um, and, you know. Jimmy's having none of it. Jimmy doesn't want to come to the match with his father because he feels like, you know, his father didn't make it as a musician because of his love for Liverpool. So he wants to continue with the trajectory of, of doing music and he's actually doing quite well. So he says, no, thank you. I don't want to come to the match. But these guys go to the match. And I will say this is one good scene in the movie because you can tell that the people around them are obviously extras, but the songs that they're singing and just the general atmosphere and you see the ground and all that, 
no, that's pretty accurate. It was pretty mm-hmm. accurate. Um, but anyways, you know, we see that part of it, but the, the movie basically starts because they want to go to Istanbul. So Liverpool's made it to the Champions League final. They want to go to Istanbul. Um, and they're two cabbies who are broke. They're, they have no money. They're broke. But they also want to use this as an excuse to connect with their sons. So, of course, as I said, Jimmy wants to have none of football. Um, but he meets them up at a bar. And then, you know, they start talking about Istanbul. And Jimmy's like, of course, I want to see the Blue Mosque and, and the Bosphorus. I'd love to see that. And... You know, of course, Tommy is like, I'm going to go there solely for the match. I don't care about any of that stuff. But he turns to his son. He's like, yeah, definitely, definitely we'll go see all that stuff. And so the four of them pretty much decide to go to Istanbul. But of course, like I said, they had no money. So they go to this um, uh, loan shark to try to get some money. And they already owe him money. Uh, and so he's having none of it. So they're basically like, crap, how do we pay for this? How, how do we actually get to Istanbul? Um, so he, but he, uh, so Tommy actually has a treasure at home. So he has a little something at home that he's like, Hey, if I sell this, uh, he calls it the devil's trinkets. If I sell this, I think I can make enough money to actually go to Istanbul. So, you know what, long behold, and I won't, I, I won't go that deep into it, but he gets, it's basically Hitler's cufflinks that he has that they stole from a museum in Munich. Um, and he goes to the same loan shark and he's like, Hey, can I get money for this? And then they take him to a shop and he's like, yeah, uh, no, sorry. The loan shark goes to the shop with the cufflinks and finds out he can get 300K. Um, and then essentially they send uh, Tommy and Jerry to Istanbul because that's where the buyer is um, to sell it. And that's where essentially the movie starts. That's essentially where the, where the plot starts. I know I'm missing the wife part of it, but I don't think that's too important to the plot regardless. Uh, yeah, the wife left him, right? Yeah, the or wife left him. The... It's the wife. What was the, the wife. Um... The other woman you know what i'm talking about where she so okay who's the guy with the long hair that knocks on her door and she's like give us a kiss and then she just keeps trying to kiss him while he's trying to leave that's the wife that's the wife. wait the blonde woman the blonde woman yeah that's that's Samantha Wormack. she's not a wife i think she's like a girlfriend i don't even think she's a girlfriend right or maybe i don't know because then she's with uh the loan shark, the loan shark. she's also like oddly close to him right like she's kissing him and stuff when they're in the car and think they're going to be rich yeah so yeah preface all of this one of the attempt at humor in this movie is that you know every wife has left tommy because she's shagged a footballer yeah um (laughs) so at one point you actually see robbie fowler knocking on the door and his wife saying hey don't you want to come in don't you want to come in and that's the same woman isn't it oh okay yeah yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah, that's yeah. the same woman, and I think now she's shacked up with uh, with the loan shark. Um, but whatever, the loan shark is trying to make money, and he wants to use Tommy and Jerry to to fly to Istanbul. And he promises them that if you deliver these cufflinks, um, you will get uh, you know you will get two tickets to the match. And he's like, two, we need four. And he gives them some extra money. He's like, hey man, if you guys can find tickets, you, that's good for you. But we only talked about two, uh, so they fly to Istanbul at this point. Um, and that's where the madness really, really starts. There's also a parallel storyline with two Turkish thugs who I guess are the buyers of those cufflinks, right? So whereas, whereas Tommy and Jerry are the sellers of the cufflinks, there's a middleman in Turkey. Who's the guy that's going to, um, procure the cufflinks. And basically there's two Turkish thugs that are going to buy the cufflinks for, from him for 300 K. Um, at this point, Tommy and Jerry have no idea about the 300K. Uh, and so those two Turkish thugs basically in the parallel storyline go to this hotel um, and the police are after them. So they place that bag in a, in a ventilator um, and then they leave. As soon as Tommy and Jerry and the two sons get there, uh, they have the same room. So they get the sa- exact same room for their couple of nights of stay or their one night of stay in Istanbul. Um, but before I get deeper into the plot, um, we see the celebrations and Liverpool fans hanging out in Taksim Square, uh, which is a famous square in, in the middle of Istanbul. And that's in real life in 2005, where all the videos and pictures mm-hmm. of Liverpool fans were like, that's thousands and thousands upon Liverpool fans chanting on statues. And I remember following that live. So when you're a Liverpool fan following the Champions League, uh, the final especially is not only about the match. It's all about what are fans doing beforehand. The same thing happened in Madrid two years ago, right? Where 
for days on end before the match, you're watching all these videos of Liverpool fans congregated in one area, drinking, singing, partying, right? Um, so that was truly realistic. And then cabs of Liverpool fans greeting each other and holding flags outside. And it was like, yeah, that's actually what happened. Not as, not as big a deal, but when Portsmouth played uh, Sunderland in the 2018, oh, what the hell was it called then? John, oh, Checker Trade Trophy. Checker Trade Trophy, yeah. So all the Sunderland fans, because it's a bigger trip, came down yeah. to London and took over London, so to speak. And they were like, oh, we've won the fight and we beat them. Yeah. So then, but Portsmouth fans didn't have to do that because it's like 45 minutes away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a re- that's a huge part. And it, I guess I've never been able to experience this, but when it's like a European Cup final, that's like amplified by tenfold, isn't it? Because it's a trip in another country. And then, yeah each set of fans find their area to like basically take over and invade, right? Yeah. It's insane because I follow a bunch of people that, you know, live in Liverpool on Twitter and things like that. And when the final happened in Madrid and they were tweeting about Ryanair prices to go to Madrid, Mm. they went up as much as 700 pounds. Yeah. Just insane. get down there. Like they, they knew what the demand was and that's it. They raised their prices. Um, so it's crazy. They did something cool in that. So you go ahead. That scene with all the fans in uh, Taxim Square. They did something really cool at the camcorder, where obviously they wouldn't have yeah. that many extras, and they couldn't recreate that anyways. Those scenes you're, you're mentioning. So when he's holding up the camcorder, just kind of does this like zoomed-in shot, and they use actual footage from 2005. Yeah, of the supporters like on top of the buildings and stuff like that, which is really cool. A nice yeah. touch in this movie. Yeah, um, and if you really want to see the bedlam that was Istanbul, there's actually the Sky Sports documentary called One Night in May. Um, oh, okay. that's hosted by Kelly Dalglish. So Kenny Dalglish's daughter, um, yep. and DJ Spoonie. And there's a bunch of other people like Jersey Dudex in the documentary. There's a bunch of people and it was one of the most heartwarming and great documentaries I've seen and would recommend to anybody, even if they're not a Liverpool fan, because you see everything from a couple of days before they left for the final to the victory parade at the end. And it was, it was crazy, uh, how much that city loves its football. But anyways, back to the story, and I won't, uh, I won't keep talking for too much longer, but um, essentially what happens is the two Turkish guys, and, and actually uh, the main uh, Layla girl as well, um, they're, all, they're kind of all on a team. Um, they leave their money in, a, in, in an event. The, Tommy and Jerry and their sons have the same room. And, you know, a couple of, a, a day goes by, they're celebrating, and one day they try to fix the event because they see some, you know, you know, smoke coming out of it and they find the bag. Um, and now they open this bag and you mentioned the scene, Adam, there's, there's 300 K in there, all euros, all American dollars. And so they have a discussion, a two second discussion. Should we keep it or leave it? Cause somebody must want this really bad. Cause there's a gun in there and everything. And they're like, let's keep it. Um, so basically they stash that money and they take off from the hotel because they don't want to be seen in the hotel again. Cause they don't know who's going to come back to claim that money. Um, at this time, I think they go near the Blue Mosque and then they party with some Liverpool, international Liverpool fans. Um, but the next day, I should also preface that Tommy takes a liking to Layla because he thinks she's fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, this is where he makes all those East, what, East End bullets joke. East End bullets, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he's, perm. She's got a great perm. She, yeah, she's got a Keegan perm. That's what they say, a Kevin Keegan yes, perm. Yes, and they're arguing about it. Like, how can you fancy someone that's got a Kevin Keegan perm? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he fancies her, obviously, and you know he wants to sleep with her. And then um, the two Turkish guys, they're basically you know blaming Layla for losing that bag, right? Because she didn't go and get it for, him, for them. And at some point in the middle of a street, Tommy sees this and he tries to step in between. Um, and at that point, whatever, it, it fizzles out. And then... You know, Layla comes to him and she says, uh, hey, you know, meet me back at my hotel at this time because, you know, Tommy thinks he's going to get lucky. Uh, so basically he goes back. And at this point, they had already get, gotten the tickets because they had given the cufflinks to that, uh, mm-hmm. to that dude, uh, to that procurement guy. And essentially they get back. Uh, Layla, Layla is basically still working for the two Turkish guys trying to lure Tommy back because obviously they think he has the money. And then... At this point, Jerry goes to the match and he's wondering where Tommy is. His two sons, they went off on the night on their own as well. So they're nowhere to be found and they're supposed to find their own tickets and they can't. Um, so essentially, 
Tommy goes tickets, so they need to get tickets to Barry Manilow instead. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy yeah. takes them to a corner and gives them Barry Manilow tickets. Exactly, exactly. Um, but you know, all these things take place. Tommy thinks he's about to get laid, and she drugs his drink essentially. Um, and yeah, at that point, the two Turkish guys. Sorry, Do they have sex? It's like the weird little dance scene with him and the Champions League music meant to be rather than them showing him full-on romping. Because he wakes up, like, satisfied, right? But like he also starts wearing his shirt. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the next morning she's yeah. in his, like, Liverpool T-shirt, yeah. So they insinuate that she did, yeah. Uh, remember that scene in um, Summer of 92 with the shootout where everything goes black and then the spotlight in the same yeah, guy? yeah. So it's the exact same in this movie. The, the, it all goes black, spotlight, and single guy. And then I was watching this movie with subtitles because I could barely understand the Scouser accent. Yeah. So it pops up at the bottom and it says sultry Turkish music. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and then yeah. the girl comes on and starts dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, after they have a romp in the hay, um, the two Turkish guys come in because they're obviously in on it and they want their money and they handcuff him. Jerry's at the stadium on his own. The game starts. Um, and at this point, the sons get arrested because they had bought a fake ticket outside of the stadium. And that's a crime in Turkey. So they get taken to the police station. Um, that was a sting though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The guy selling his ticket like, talks into his cufflink or something, doesn't he? Or yeah. goes like this and says, He holds up the cash to say like... Yeah. This actually happens made. in real life because your name is supposed to be registered on the ticket that you buy. And yeah. not ha- doing that is in some places illegal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they get, so they, they got, they get nicked. Uh, but then Tommy wakes up in the hotel, he's cuffed and, you know, he begs with the, t- with the two Turkish guys and, and the lady to turn on um, the game. And as soon as they turn on the game, Liverpool's down three now. And, I will tell you, as much of a Liverpool fan as I am, that goal by Hernan Crespo, that pass by Kaká to split open the defense, and that goal by Hernan Crespo was exquisite. Exquisite. Yeah. Um, I just think it's the sheer pace it all happens at, right? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. those two, both of Crespo's goals were within like five minutes of each other, and it's yeah. just like, shit. Like they're just gonna, and at that point, like obviously it didn't happen, but they're just tearing the defense apart. So it's the Champions 100%. League final, so Liverpool have to go for it. It's not like you're gonna come out for the second half and be like, ah, oh, we'll just play a 3 0 defeat and that'll be yeah. good. So yeah. then in your head, you're like, oh my God, if they rip forward and don't get goals, it could be like 5 0. Because it was just like with so much ease that he was like, Crespo got through. It's. Yeah, it was incredible. It was, and the chip just to finish that off. I yeah. was like, God damn. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, great goal. Um, so as soon as they turn it on, Tommy sees that and he's like, he's down, right? He's like, what the hell? Jerry's walking around the concourse at halftime. The two kids are still in jail. The two sons are still in jail. Um, and what was then, that plant that he brought with him? That plant is he based. Oh, this, they show this mm. at the beginning. He keeps blades of grass from every Champions League or European Cup winning ground. Yeah, so then how did he have it with him? He already went down to the pitch at the beginning of the match and grabbed it. I mean, it's been, the, you uh, don't see it happen and it would never happen, right? You wouldn't get close enough. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of plot okay. holes, so I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, you haven't mentioned the ghost dad yet. The who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the what? Tommy sees like his dad, dad doesn't he? Oh, like, the, in the ghost back of a dad. Cow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So throughout the movie, he keeps seeing his granddad, who's a ghost that keeps telling him... Oh, what, the granddad, okay. ...what correct decisions to make. So if it's like... Uh, yeah, so during the game, for example, during the second half, um, obviously we know that Liverpool scores three goals in six minutes to tie it, but Gerrard scored the first goal, and his granddad, he sees on the TV saying pass it to Stevie, pass it to Stevie. And this guy just yells, pass it to Stevie. And of course, they pass it to Stevie in real life and Stevie scores. But there's other things too. Like in the beginning, he drops his scarf going into Anfield and mm-hmm. his granddad is there basically pick it up. And he's like, I thought I just saw my granddad who's been dead for a long time. Um, that is a very, very weird subplot to have in the movie um, that has nothing to do with the overall movie. Like he's Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi or something. Yeah. Kind of guiding you know, him through the movie. Element. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyways, at this point, Liverpool have scored the second goal. Vladimir Smitser scores the second goal. And the Turkish guys are like, listen, answer our questions. We're turning off this TV. So they turn off the TV and he's like, no, no. And then uh, Leila asks him, hey, why, why is this so important to you? Like, they're literally about to cut off your hands and like, yeah. no, you still oh, want to watch Liverpool. Football, yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, fo- it's, it's the Champions League final. It's much more than football. And then he points to the screen while they're singing, you'll never walk alone. And he's like, look at that. Look at that. Right. It's more than just football. And he's like, listen, I'll get the money for you just let me watch the entire game um so at this point jerry i guess is already on his way back because he thinks they're still losing three nil he then gets on the phone with tommy because tommy's going to tell him hey bring the money back that you have um but then he also tells him hey it's three two now and then he starts screaming in the car being all excited and then the penalty happens where gerard gets tripped uh, by gattuso and then uh chabi alonso goes up to take it misses the initial kick and then scores on the rebound. Um, and they just go crazy. And he's like, oh, it's 3-3, it's 3-3. At this point, Tommy gets back, but the police are also entering because they know something's up. Um, this police gun battle, if you can call it that, ensues. And the police arrest all of them. So now not only are the sons in jail, so are Tommy and Jerry. And of course, they're missing all of extra time. Um, at this point, we see the two sons, as Tommy and Jerry are being walked into their cell, singing a weird song about, uh, about Tommy and Jerry, which the tune was no, kind of no, cool. Horse with no name. Sorry? Horse with no name. Yeah, That yeah, was yeah. what it was like. A yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but anyways, I mean, to cut a long story short, um, you know, they get proven not guilty or there's not enough evidence and they let them into this room uh, with a TV to watch the rest of the Champions League final where they, because they made extra time and it was still nil-nil and extra time, you know, 3-3, but nil-nil and extra time, they get to, they go to penalties and they, of course, watch Milan miss a couple of penalties and then Liverpool score um, and Liverpool wins the Champions League and they're all celebrating um, and then it cuts, it cuts to Liverpool and they're all singing in a bar, they're all singing the Istanbul song um, and it turns out Layla's with them in Liverpool now. So that was the happy ending. Do you know what took me out of a couple of those? And it happened earlier in the film as well. Yeah. So they, there's obviously the main cast who are all really happy. And then there's yeah. a few other fans in like Liverpool shirts and stuff singing along. Yeah. There's also quite a few extras just stood in the background, pint glass in hand, just looked dead bored. Just like, yeah. <laughs> what if I like, looked at the like, camera? Looking, man, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, come on. It's not even a big pub. They just needed to yeah. find like yeah. 10 people that looked interested. We couldn't yeah. even do that. 100%. So if I could reiterate again, it basically starts as two broke cabbies find a gangster, need them to deal something in, in Istanbul for exchange and tickets. They get the tickets. They, uh, you know, one of them doesn't end up at the match because he stole some money from, from would-be gangsters. And then they all go to jail and that's where they watch the finale of the Champions League final. And then they go home happy with the girl that they met in Istanbul, essentially, is what I said in, in many more words. Um, yeah, so any, any more thoughts on, on this movie? I do think it's kind of sad that they don't all get to the Champions League final and they end up watching it in some dirty police like basement or whatever it is. It's like storage room. Yeah, yeah. But then I guess ultimately that doesn't matter. And like Tommy gets the girl and they still have stories to tell, right? It's all about, yeah. and they, they do, this is where the film's really good. Yeah. Some of those lighter moments where they're reminiscing about the other triumphs that yes. they've been there for and everything. Those are genuinely touching. And there's that time when they're, on that rooftop with all those Liverpool fans yeah. and Tommy's like, Hey, do they, and the two sons are talking like, Hey, look at them too. Does it remind you of anyone? And they're like, yeah, us. Yeah. And it's like, this is a real, as much as I think the humor misses the spot sometimes. And because it's low budget, like the action isn't yeah. really action. Yeah. There's like heart and soul to this movie. For sure. In a way, kind of in a similar way to when Saturday comes has for the city of Sheffield. This has it for like the magic of Liverpool's relationship with the Champions League. Yeah. Kind of. And I do like that. Yeah. Like, oh, like, and to them, it doesn't even matter that they're in a dirty basement. They're in Istanbul. Yeah. Um, the whole yeah. thing kind of falls apart under its own weight. Like they had that weird subplot with Hitler's cufflinks. Yeah. And like, why there Hitler's was no cufflinks? good way to flesh that out. I don't know. It's, it was strange. All things. Like a weird yeah. MacGuffin to have of all things. I think I think they said it. It's on their way back from Rome. Uh, yeah. Are the cufflinks like a thing that's like important? We've just missed. Yeah, it's it's on their way back from Rome. 
during one of the Champions League finals uh, back in the back in the seventies, and they stopped off in Munich, and then they stole Hitler's cufflinks, right? Because somebody lost it there, and this is apparently where Jerry slept with a German tranny, as they say in the movie. This movie actually is very oh, yeah. non-PC, man. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, for a movie that just came out like five years ago, yeah, right? especially. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it. Um, I don't know, man. Even like him falling in love with Layla, it doesn't make any sense. No. Like he meets her as a maid in the hotel. And then within, it was literally one night, she falls in love with him and moves back to Liverpool. Yeah. Kind of just lost really for him as well, right? And yeah. And then there's the whole weird subplot. We've missed a bit where they go to the shop originally and the guy sells them Viagra. And it's just like, why did they feel the need to put that in there? And then he's like playing with his little like necklace thing to demonstrate what it was. It's just a weird, like why? Oh yeah. The Tommy. Yeah. yeah it's just so weird. Yeah. Some of the, like it's definitely falls under the way. It needed half of the things. Don't overcomplicate the gangster plot. Like it had, no, yeah. it had a gangster plot almost so complicated that it should be in like a Guy Ritchie movie in some respects and have way more time to breathe yeah. and learn the nuances. It just didn't need it. It could have been more hijinks. And for I would have enjoyed hijinks. it more. If it, was, it feels like a, a road trip movie, like uh, like road trip or Euro trip, right? Say, uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Where they just, just encounter like so much happens in that hotel room, and it's like yeah. it's like the nastiest hotel reasons, room. Yeah. yeah, it's all budget. Was this funded by Liverpool or was it just um, distributed? Yeah, it was in part. It was funded by Liverpool as well. Um, I will say one thing. Um, some of the songs that they're singing in the movie, I've caught myself like just on my couch, like starting to sing along, especially Fields of Anfield Road, uh, when they were singing that in the Turkish bar. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, that's after uh, Fields of Anfield. Uh, did I say that correctly? I think so. What was it okay. Fields of? Arthenery? Arthenery, yeah. Yeah, Arthenery, so. yeah. Uh, either way, Fields of Anfield Road, as I know it. Um, which was a great song, uh, still sung on the terraces to this day. So I found myself in a, on a couple of occasions just singing along the movie. Uh, but I agree I with you. Relate. I'm still singing that song from my English soccer adventure. So. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I agree with you. I think this movie, and I was actually going to ask this question, how would you make this movie better? And I think you nailed it on the head. I think a road trip type movie without the subplot of the two Turkish guys, like that wasn't needed. Um, it would almost be better if they like stole something valuable to sell in Istanbul and it was yeah. about their madcap yes. race to get to Istanbul in time whilst the um, whilst some gangsters are chasing them across Europe or something and then they get to the guy to sell them like not something as expensive and absurd as Hitler's cufflinks they sell it and then they're all running to try and get to the game or something like that that would have been have yeah. them drop off a few other yeah. cities around Europe but then that's obviously insane plot uh, you know, budget, budget, budgetary things too yeah. but you know what though this was based on a stage play so if you yes, think it about it it makes so much sense that a lot of that action happens in a yeah. hotel room because they would have that set on the stage yeah, and they're basing yeah. it all around that one set piece, right? Yeah, they probably literally had sets for the bar, set for that hotel, yeah. maybe a set for the street and maybe something for the stadium and that's all they would have had, right? Like a month. Yeah, it just didn't yeah. adapt well to a film. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... You know, they did They did try to stretch their budget and it was cool. I still really love the scene where they're on top of that, uh, you know, hanging out with the international fans. And then in the morning, they get that view of Istanbul. I was like, that yeah. looks good. Right. Yeah, when they're on the boat, right? With the guitar and yeah, yeah. talking about the other yeah. Champions League finals. That yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of the, the scenes, rooftop, yeah. especially when the kids wake up in the morning, Jimmy and uh, I forget the other guy's name, but... They wake up in the morning and then they see... You guys has uh, PTSD. Yeah, and They yeah. make a joke of it. It's yeah. so weird. Oh, yeah. 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 A, a lot of hits, a lot of things that landed, especially if you're a Liverpool fan. I feel like this is definitely by Liverpool fans for Liverpool fans, right? More so. Uh, yeah. A lot of appreciate hits. appreciate it in that sense? 100%. I, lo- I love this. I mean, I didn't love... Th- <laughs> I love no, man. You're pretty excited in the Slack. <laughs> <laughs> I love the movie without loving the movie, if you get what I mean. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, as, it's like as a, it's such an historic event. That it's yeah. based around, yeah. and there's no footy flinks in it per se, other than the archive footage, right? And like, even then, just watching it is so good. Like, I think, like, I remember watching like the moment that Smitzer scores that second goal. You're like, holy crap! They could definitely do this, and then lo and behold, like two minutes later, they get a penalty, and it's like this is insane. 
I think and the way and the way it kind of plays with that with them all being in different places and not catching parts of it and catching parts like it's it's cool and it's just like yeah, yeah. there's a certain pandemonium pandemonium that you can't help but love and like it's it's going to be one like it's the great one of the greatest comebacks of our lifetimes like 100%. you just don't see that stuff happen like the team blows somebody away it's usually gone right like incredible it's not like it was a little team an underdog against a big dog it was like two the two best teams in europe at that time um yeah. rematch uh, two years cool. later was it no i yeah rematch was two uh, yeah two, two years yeah, later exactly. and milan one two one and zagi goal yeah. and my friend was mentioning watch this guy's gonna be offside 50 times in this game and there's gonna be one time he's not offside right funny and i'm reading exactly. uh what am i reading um oh, what the hell is it called not inverting the pyramid, the other one that's famous by so, Michael Cox. Michael, you're talking about the day. What the hell is zonal it marking, called? right? Sorry? Zonal marking? Not zonal marking. Yes, zonal marking, that's yeah. it. Zonal, zonal marking. Is and that a, the, yeah, that's Michael. Yeah, there's a chapter, I'm just reading the Italian chapter, and it's there's a whole like few pages about Inzaghi, Inzaghi and being caught offside and how he yeah. fitted in different attacking systems and stuff. And it's like, basically, he didn't. He was the most selfish player in the world. And he would just do anything to get there, and he was—he'd be offside like ten times a game. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, that AC Milan team, probably one of the best teams I've seen play over over the those few years. Man, Kaka, Pirlo. Yeah, starts from the back actually. Dida, Cafu, Maldini, Nesta. Uh, to think, Portsmouth nearly uh, beat them in the UEFA Cup. Yep, Stam. Right. <laughs> that, and then um, Gattuso. That podcast I just shared with you guys, yeah. Bunga Bunga, about Silvio Berlusconi. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's literally why he got elected for a second term. Oh, like wow. he failed the first term. And then when he ran for, I think it's uh, prime minister, he literally said, I gave you guys a winning team. <laughs> like I made Milan into a winning team. Yeah, You guys know I can run this country because I gave you guys this oh, amazing team. That's in zonal marking as well, how he claimed credit for all of Milan. Yeah. 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 That point we were making before about, you know, how that's the best comeback of all time, in our lifetime at least. That reputation Liverpool took that forward that's happened many many times over the last two decades since that game if you remember the next year against West Ham in the FA Cup final that Gerrard goal at the end absolute mm. rabbit out of a hat that was a comeback yeah, yeah, yeah. Dortmund a few years ago in the UEFA Cup or the Europa League whatever it's called now you know that 5-4 where Lovren scored at the end and then uh, Barcelona Barcelona yeah. in, in, uh, two years ago in the Champions League now that was, I don't know what's a better comeback. I mean, obviously, Istanbul means more because we actually won the European Cup, but I don't know what was a more stellar comeback. Against Barcelona, against Lionel Messi, to just it's blank weird. them 4-0. It's weird though, isn't it? Barcelona have this weird habit of getting absolutely smashed every yeah. couple of years by somebody, don't they? So yeah. it's like, where does that, like, it's strange. Like, they lost, what was it, 6-0 to... Roma? Bayern Munich or somebody? West Bayern, Oh, yeah. They just have this habit of that. I think to do in a final is more like clutch, right? Of course. Like, there's no recovery. It's, there's it's no, a half. Yeah. 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 It's six yeah. minutes, actually, is what it was. In case of the same game, yeah. It's like, that's insane. And it's surprising how Liverpool didn't lose that game in extra time because there was this chance that mm-hmm. Milan had that Dudek somehow saved and no idea how. It was just like reflex. I don't know what it was. But anyways, that's enough about real football. Um, anything else to say about this movie that I might have missed or that you picked up on? No? I think uh, so. All right. Maybe we can move on to footy flicks. I mean, it was all archive footage, but what did you think were the best footy flicks? So we'll start with you, Adam. It's got a for me. It's that Smitzer goal. I just think it's like the. It's all. It was one thing. Uh, Gerald scored in that first goal and kind of giving him a hope, but the fact that Smitzer scored that goal and then I just, it's just one of those things. Like I remember watching it and like yeah. being with all my friends and being like, "Holy shit, they could do this." It's yeah. still like whatever. Like at that point, it was like if there's a lot of injury time, it's still like forty minutes of football to go here. Yeah. They could definitely do this. Um. And yeah, I think like that. And then it's weird. I think when they win it, it's cool. But I think their antics in that basement, some of it gets lost because they're pissing about with those lucky pants and stuff. And it's like they kind of oh, the I best moment mention. gets clouded by too much humor, kind of in the way. Um, so it's, I think it's the Smitzer goal because it's just a really good thing. Kind of there isn't too much, it's left to be like, 
as this grand moment. It looks cool. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention the lucky pants. So throughout the movie, there's these underpants that Jerry wears that are his lucky under underwear um, that, you know, he's asked to take off because they smell or whatever. And then, you know, they're used as a prop to shove into people's mouths while they're having fight scenes and just like pass around as like this dirty thing that, you know, play hot potato with kind of thing. Like it was weird, but <laughs> uh, what about you, Mark? Footy, footy um Honestly, it's going to be a crappy answer, but I kind of enjoyed, like, I I wasn't watching European football at that point, right? So it's kind of cool to see what I missed, and it's it's inspired me to go back and watch the actual final. So in our off time, I'm going to go back and watch a few of these matches that I made, like the Milan team that you were saying. Um, and listening to that podcast too, right, has kind of given me, like, a different glimpse at that. Um, so being able to kind of see that whole match that I missed, um, not watching club football at that point, yeah. Um, so it's cool. It was a little bit of piece of history that I wasn't kind of tuned into. Yeah. Um, so nice. cheat answer for me, but it, it was nice to see uh, an entire match that I missed. Cool. Uh, for me, I mentioned how good that Crespo goal was. Obviously not my favorite <laughs> footy flick. Um, it has to be the Gerard header to, to start everything off. Um as a Liverpool fan, as a guy that idolized Gerard growing up, you were like, there's one guy that can pull this team up by the scruff of their necks, and it's Steven Gerrard. And he, after that, he got the reputation that this man can win matches on his own. Yeah. Um, and and like, he, did. Uh, he did for his career. That West Ham Cup final, you were saying? He won that him? on his own. Yeah, yeah. He won that on his own. That goal, by the way, in that game was, oh my God, in the West yeah. Ham. Uh, yeah, it was like more than it was like 35 40 yards yeah. man. it was crazy yeah yeah. yeah um yeah what a shot power that guy had um but yeah that that's got to be my favorite footy flick uh just for what ensued after that and just how it all got started was was from there um all right we're done footy flicks so now it's time to move on to trivia and of course this is going to be all liverpool trivia I mean, what else could it be? Um, and this is us to finish off the season. So does anybody have a, uh, a recap of the points so far? I think I can't yeah. lose. Yeah. Uh, so Mark's trailing in nine points. Uh, then there's me with 10 points. And then you're in the lead with 13, Ragaf. Yeah. So, I so the best I can do is be joint top with you. Joint top. my crown with you. All right. All right. So we'll start off with the first question. Which year was the last year where there was a direct transfer between Liverpool and Manchester United? Was it 1973, B, 1964, or C, 1949? We'll go with Adam first. Wait, 1973, 1964, and 1949. Direct, which way, sorry? Direct, between Liverpool and Manchester, doesn't matter. Either either way, either way. I'm going to go 73. All right. Mark, how about yourself? I'll mix it up. I'll go 64. That point and puts me as champion goes to Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Goes to Mark. Thank you, Mark. You did it. You're my, uh, you're my Chelsea to Manchester. Uh, yeah, so the last transfer between Liverpool and Manchester United was a player going from Manchester United to Liverpool in 1964. His name was Phil Chisnell. Oh, okay, yeah. No I idea who that is, by the way. Um, all right. At time of recording, what does the current unbeaten streak at Anfield sit at? Is it 66 games, 59 games, or 69 games? 66, 59, or 69? Oh, damn it. The game, they literally must have mentioned it like 10 times during the last Liverpool game that was on TV. <laughs> At least 15, yeah. <sighs> first? <clears throat> yeah, sure, Mark, you can go first. I think it's 59. Okay. Adam? I'm going to say 66. That point goes to Adam. Yes. It's uh, 66 games. This has been the last two and a half years that they have I have been unbeaten at Anfield, uh, Fortress Anfield, uh, and it doesn't. I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, so I'm not just going to say anything. Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah, sixty cents. Time of publishing that that might be over. Yeah, Knock on hope wood. not. <laughs> we did beat Spurs there, though. 
so which was yeah. when to stop at the table. Um, okay, this question has no multiple choice, but for anybody that watched football back in the day, this shouldn't be too hard. Which treble did Liverpool accomplish in the 2000-2001 season? So which trophies did they win to complete that treble? We'll start with Adam. FA Cup, League Cup, and I'm, I'm going to say it was the UEFA Cup at the time, I believe. Which okay. would have been the Europa League? It was the Europa League, what became the Europa League, yeah. How about yourself, Mark? Um, FA Cup, League, yeah. and I don't know, just copy items, answer, geez. <laughs> I'll copy Adam's answer. I can't think of what the third one would be. It wasn't Champions League. Club World Cup. Was that around then? No. It would have been. Yeah. Was it? It, would have been. it was called something else back then. I'll say Club I'll World give you a Cup. Second I'm not copying Adam. You are copying Adam, right? Because I was going to give you a second to think about that Club World Cup uh, because you're both right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, you can. I think you can only get to the Club World Cup if you win the Champions League. Uh, oh, you have to win your league, right? Isn't it? You have no, to win it's the, the Champions, Champions League. league. Yeah, all so right. Confederations, yeah, yeah, Champions yeah, 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 League. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so both of you get two points on this occasion. Uh, yeah, not thanks enough. for playing that trivia. It's not enough, Adam. You finished one point behind me, and Mark. Thank you, thank you, defending champ. I mean, not defending. Sorry, new champ. Uh, <laughs> just like Liverpool last year. And done it in 30 years. By the way, the jersey I'm wearing today is from the 2005 season. So, oh, sick. Yeah. This is one of the last. No, wouldn't have been. Yeah. Well, yeah. One, not. No, no. I've bought a kit. I've bought kits since then, but this is. I remember buying this one. Uh, Liverpool kits you have? Because you're not really a kit collector, right? You I'm have not the really candy a, one. I have the candy one. I have this one. I had the Gerard 2009 one, but that one got a little bit ruined. Oh uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I got it got ruined, but I am about to pick up my new Nike Trent Alexander Arnold kit tomorrow. Uh so that should be cool, of course. I've become a bit of a kit collector in the last two weeks. Because I got the York Nine kit. I'm gonna get the Liverpool kit. And you got uh, the York Nine one like a week before they, they rebranded. hundred <laughs> percent. <Yeah. laughs> I could I could say I've been there since day one. Um, yeah, and there's a there's a non-league team whose kid I also want to get. So Which we'll, one's that? Uh, Punjab United. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. I, actually, I actually reached out to them on uh, Instagram, and they said, "Hey, let us let us look into what they can do. They don't have a club shop or even a website." So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're like, "Let us see what we can uh, come up with for shipping." But uh, yeah, we'll see how that yeah, goes. Northmiss sale is still on North Mississauga sale. You should jump on Ooh, that and grab. I'm going to uh, jump on that. I'll jump on that tomorrow. They ship it directly yeah. to your house, so you got to pick it up. Curbside pickup. Okay. You can ship, but it's um, kind of not worth it for how cheap some of the stuff is. And how close it is. Yeah. Uh, Probably half the price of the jersey. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that was a good trivia session, both of you on two points. Let's move on to rating cool. this movie. So what did you guys... Th- let's, uh, let's, let's take it back for a second. Out of five, what would you give this movie? We'll start with you, Mark. Out of five? Yeah. Uh, two. Solid two. Solid two? Yeah. It, it wasn't a good movie to me, but I could appreciate all of the like little loving nods to Liverpool that they, they had. And then the actual match footage that they incorporated without trying to just do their own stuff on a really minuscule budget. Um, thank God for that. So, um, aside from that, all the acting was terrible and the plot didn't make any sense. So two, one point for each of those two elements. What about yourself, Adam? Yeah, I think it's like a two, two and a half. I think, so as I mentioned this in our Slack, a lot of these uh, actors are like soap opera actors or like some like second rate um, like comedies and stuff. The only one that I actually would rate is Paul Barber. Like he plays a guy called... Jerry. Um, then Yeah, Jerry. He's yeah. in Only yeah. Fools and Horses, which is a pretty yes. classic like yep. English comedy. He's he was one of the, the movie. Yeah, he's one of the... Uh, like main characters in that, like one of their sidekicks kind of. Um, but all the rest is so many like soap opera. It's kind of hard for me to look past the kind of weird performances they put in. But so like it basically, in, uh... like, in short, it gets two and a half points kind of for the way it does a good, like it does Liverpool's Champions League final justice, I guess. And it does Liverpool fans a really good like narrative of how great a fans they are and like their history and stuff. And, yeah, 
I uh, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that soap opera bit because the beginning, just the way it was shot, hmm. the camera angles. I'm like, this reminds me of Coronation Street. Yeah, exactly. It could yeah. easily be, and like it's uh, yeah. Samantha Womack, the yeah. blonde woman. She was in EastEnders. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just yeah, totally like that street level, and everyone yeah. the way people are walking out of their yeah. houses at the beginning is total like. Yeah set of Coronation Street kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I guess that's me. I'll have to do an unbiased review of this movie. <laughs> From the Liverpool angle, loved it, right? Great uh, great ode to Liverpool, all the songs, um, all the fans. The Toxim Square thing was so nostalgic. I mean, I wasn't there, but it was, uh, you know, seeing it on, 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 on media, um, and things like that. But then, of course, as a movie, I'm like, there's so many plot holes and there's so many plot... I mean, there's so many plot points there for no reason. So I would, I would go with a solid 2.5. I think, I, think, I think that's what I'd give the movie as well. Uh, it's 50% good, right? Would you watch it again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not anytime soon, okay. but I would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally I forgot about this movie because I had watched it a really long time ago. Um, there's well, it only a, came out like five years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, pr- I had probably watched it when it got released or just shortly thereafter. Um, I remember for like COVID time inflation, this year's felt like three years, I so it actually came true. out like eight years ago. Yeah, um, there's it's interesting, there's actually another movie on the 2005 Champions League final. It's called Will You'll Never Walk Alone, like Will the name W I L L, Will You'll Never Walk Alone, and it's about this young orphan kid. Um, and it actually starts Dam- uh, stars uh, Damien Lewis as well in, in, in one of the songs. Oh. Yeah, because okay. Damien Lewis is from Liverpool, right? Huge, yeah. uh, huge Reds fan. Um, but yeah, perhaps we can do that movie one day. We'll see. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it's table time. It's match day matinee table time. So does anybody last have one a, of the season? Last one of the season. So this is going to be final standings. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody have a recap of the table handy? Yeah, I've got it here. So, 11th place, My English Soccer Adventure. 10th, Penalty. Uh, 9th, Captain Tsubasa. Uh, 8th, Goal 2. 7th, All the Freckles in the World. Wait, I've gone wrong with the numbers here. Next is Shaolin Soccer. Then Goal of the Dad. And then our top three is United, When Saturday Comes, and The Keeper. What's below United, sorry? Below United is Goal of the Dead. And then below so that, the keeper. When Saturday comes, United goal of the dead, Shaolin Soccer, all the freckles in the world, goal two, Captain Sabasa, penalty, my English soccer adventure. All right, well, so let's start with uh, Adam yourself, man. Where are you putting this movie? This is a tough one. Yeah. <sighs> you know, <sighs> this is a really tough one because I'm thinking, I'm like, oh shh. It's really hard, these films have, like, next to no football, and you're trying to judge it. Like, next to no, like, actual football in the plot, where it's just the vehicle. Like, there's so little football in this film, really, but football's obviously all around it. Like, you think about, like, all the freckles in the world, it has... But it has more soul than that movie. That movie was just so... Like, it's in the middle of the table. I'd put it, personally... Between all the freckles in the world and Shaolin soccer, I think. So okay. one, did two, we put three, freckles four. above Tsubasa? Yes. Yeah, we oh, did. And above goal two. That's a mistake. Really? That's a mistake. But when I think about that film, like, like we're talking about doing the awards, right? So I started writing the list of uh, characters and performances, and it's like I don't remember anything about that film other than there was some funny football scenes. Motorcito, the, man. Motorcito's that, still a legend. That movie. Yeah, and there was that blonde girl that was kind of a bitch to him, and that's kind of all I can remember. <laughs> um, so between um, yeah, below, I put, Shaolin, below Shaolin, below soccer. Shaolin, I had yeah. more fun watching Shaolin, I think. And so what place would that be? So one, two, three, four, five, sixth. Sixth. Not bad. What about yourself, Mark? So below Shaolin, this is better than penalty. So yeah. it goes penalty, Subasa, Freckles. Goal two. Goal two then Freckles? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to put this below goal two. Ooh. Wait, it's goal two then Freckles? Yeah, I think so. 
Freckles gold to Subasa penalty. Freckles gold to Subasa penalty. Yeah. Oof, you put in this below gold too. Uh, I don't know, man. Freckles Subasa gold to Okay. I will put it above gold two if you can agree to that. So between gold two and Subasa. Below Subasa, above gold two? Yeah, yeah. 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 Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But wait. Say that again. Below. Below gold. Below Subasa, above gold two. But wait, Subasa's. Hang on. We really need a live ticker. Or yeah, something. see, so I've got. Season, I'm, we'll I'm using Google Keep to move them around. <laughs> like I've got. So wait. So it's my English soccer adventure. It's in reverse yeah. order. My English soccer adventure. So you're saying better than that? Better than penalty? Yes. Better than Subasa? Oh, so gold two is above Subasa. Yeah, gold two is above oh, Subasa. Okay. Yes, it is. I see it now. All right, let's do it that way. Let's just read. Okay. read. Okay, so better than, I'm saying it's better than my English soccer adventure. Yes. Yes. It's better than penalty. Yes. It's better than Captain Tsubasa. Yeah. It's better than goal two. Kind of. <laughs> Sorry, so that's where it's going to cap out there. And is it it's better, better than, than goal the... two? <sighs> so above or below goal two, what are you saying? Yeah, I put it below. So I'm slightly, I'm skewing higher here because I put it above all the freckles, which is the next. Yeah. Mark, you seem to think it's capping out somewhere around where goal two is. Uh, goal two wasn't that great, though. I mean, Santi... shit, man. His character went to crap in that movie. Um, the plot wasn't that great. Gavino was ruined in that movie. They undid everything in goal two that they built in goal put it that way they left Roz pregnant at the end of the movie but also leaving um Santi yeah yeah alright so we put goal two above Subasa. yep yes Tsubasa is a fun little 30 minute romp though so it's above or below Subasa is the final <laughs> argument right okay. Let me for uh, you for you because Adam went above yeah. all the freckles and and before oh, really that yeah, high he he went above all the freckles and below Shaolin. What are you saying? Do you want me to honestly? Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like number two. No, number one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, um, dude. I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. I hated Shaolin soccer. I actually hated Shaolin soccer, which and that's, we already accounted for. Like we moved it down, yeah, a spot. Like it's it was. Don't forget, it was third for the no second for a while. Yeah, and then we kind of adjusted and put when Saturday comes, and since then it's like slowly gone down. <sighs> so we got summer of ninety. No, sorry, we got the keeper in first or summer of ninety two. Summer of so I'll read it out. I've reordered a list yeah, now, so yeah. it's actually proper. So first summer of ninety two, second the keeper, yeah. third when Saturday comes, yeah. four United, five goal of the dead, six Shaolin soccer, seven all the freckles. I've got eight, one night in Istanbul at the moment, nine goal two, ten Captain Subasa, eleven penalty, and twelve my English soccer adventure. All right, so it's simple for me. I'm putting this above Shaolin, uh, below goal of the dead. Okay. So this can live with anything, but so not better than gold. That would go dead. sixth for me, right? Or fifth? That would be sixth if you're saying it's better than Shaolin Soccer. Yep. Uh, so maybe Shaolin the compromise Soccer. is above all the freckles then, where I put it between the two of you, because uh, this like, film's yeah, definitely, live, this film's definitely better than goal two. It has 100%. more heart than goal two. Goal two does a better, like we've talked about, goal two used CGI and put everyone in the stadium and all that crap. And they could have oh, tried to redo it, but they didn't need to. Um, I personally think this is better than, like Mark, you've already said it's better than goal two. This is better than Freckles. There's, there's more heart I, I, to this film. I thought, I thought Freckles? Freckles was like, I'm like, why am that I watching this? That kid is a jerk in Freckles. <laughs> like, why are you even rooting well, for Well, yeah, him? just because he was a protagonist didn't mean he was likable, right? At least yeah. you root for these guys, kind of. I don't know, actually. 
I didn't feel like all the freckles was like a grown man movie. That's my personal take on it. I don't think it's better than Shaolin Soccer. Though. This movie? I hated Shaolin Soccer, man. So so bad. Come on, Mark. Make the call. Make the call, it's Mark. It's not better than Goal of the Dead at all. No, no, no. No, no. no, no. Goal of the Dead. I, no, 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 no. I would never. I just think it it's better than Shaolin. I'd be, putting it, I'd be putting it above Goal 2. Yeah. So what's between Goal 2 and Goal of the Dead? Shaolin yeah. Soccer and all the freckles. All right, if you feel that way, Mark, and I feel like it's higher, Adam's in the middle. So why don't we just go with what Adam said? What did Adam say? Which Adam said seventh. Up, seventh above all the freckles. Above all, all the right. freckles, below yeah. Shaolin Soccer. Yeah, I'm game with that. I, I, I can live with that. So we have our season place. two match the imaginary table. We do. Sure. We, can we read it for one last time and we'll just see how we feel about it? Yes, read read the full. We standings. can always pull out the var again. Like no, no, read the full standings. Read <laughs> okay. the full standings. In number twelve, my English soccer adventure. Number yes. eleven, penalty. Number ten, Captain Subasa, Euro Dikerson. Number nine, goal two. Number eight, all the freckles in the world. Number seven, new entry. One night in Istanbul. Number six, Shaolin Soccer. Number five, goal of the dead. Number four, United. Number three, when Saturday comes. Number two, the keeper. And this year's champion is summer of 92. Done. I, that's great. Yeah. That's good. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That top half of the table is solid. Everything below that is kind of like a dog's breakfast. Yeah, I feel like the top five <laughs> is really solid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, top five is solid. I I even think like sixth and seventh are watchable, right? Yeah. Everything below all the freckles, I'm like, nah. English right. soccer adventure, solid choice for Wooden Spoon. Terrible movie. Wooden Spoon. Who was last year's Wooden Spoon again? It was... Uh, United Passions, of course. United Passions. Oh, yeah. All right. English soccer adventure is still better than United Passions. Well, you're jumping ahead. We still have to, at some point, merge these all into one table and argue about it. Um, The production values on United Passions were insane. Like, it looked like Titanic. The shot where he's holding the World Cup in his office and just looking at it was something else. And that other one, the scene where... um, what the hell is the guy from Jurassic Park is like basically evoking Sam God's Neal. power. Yeah, Sam O'Neill's basically like evoking God's power to help the World <laughs> Cup become real or whatever the hell it is. Avalanche. And he has a different Brazilian accent to every scene from like yeah. one scene to the next. Yeah. Okay, at least my English soccer adventure was consistent. Yep. Anyways, and you like that scene with the, um, with sorry, the ball? Was it the Telstar? Oh. No, the Adidas ball from the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they unveil it, yeah. Anyways, we can, uh, like, like Adam said, we'll, we'll have that uh, combined table. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of juicy discussions there. Um, I believe that brings us to the end of our show. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome. And, and the season, of course, and the season. Yeah. So uh, we will be coming at you uh, with some content uh, in between seasons. Of course, we do our awards, we do our draft, um, and we'll be looking at, you know, different ways to approach that. Maybe we'll have some guests. We'll see. We haven't really decided yet. Um, but to end our show, Mark, if people want to find you, where can they find you? I'm at Mark83 on Twitter and 83Football on Instagram. And how about yourself, Adam? We've had goalposts on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. And for myself, you can find me at Sandu on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to follow us if you want to have any kind of good uh, soccer conversations. And of course, follow our main channel at Matchday Matinee on Twitter. Sorry, not our main channel, our main account. Uh, at Matchday Matinee on Twitter. Hit us up with any movies you want to see. Um, you know, at this point, we'll take everything into consideration and keep watching, keep listening, rewatch, and then watch us again next season. Uh, and that's that's essentially the end of the season. So from the terraces to the theater, we're Match Day Matinee. See you next season. 